Hello, and welcome to the Jubilee Church Podcast. Jubilee Church exists to help all people know God, find family, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you would like to learn more or connect with us, please visit our website at jubileestl.org. Hey, Jubilee fam, I want to do this special audio recording to help us survive the election season. And I've got 10 things on my mind. Well, I got more than 10 things on my mind, but I'm going to limit it to 10. And I hope this helps you. Hope this serves you. Here are 10 things to do or to know to help you survive the election season. Number one, can we all just take a deep breath? Yes. In light of this present moment, this election is a big deal. In light of eternity, not so much. Little consequence, actually. The Apostle Paul says in his second letter to the Corinthians, so we don't look at the trouble we can see now. So that's what Christians do. Christians do not look at the trouble that they see now. Rather, here's where we fix our gaze. Here's where our attention is. It is on the things that cannot be seen. That is eternal things. For the things that we see now will soon be gone. Did you hear that? The Bible is saying all this stuff that we get all freaked out about, including who's going to be president, even this country, it'll all soon be gone. But the things that we cannot see will last forever. Let's keep our eyes on eternity, not on temporal things. Let's take a deep breath. Number two, presidential terms last four years. People are forever. People bear the image of God. Meditate on that. Don't treat other people's choice for president as being more important than them. Don't lose friendships this election. Don't tarnish friendships this election. Number three, don't worry about the results before, during, or after the election. Worry is a frustrated aspiration to omniscience. Omni meaning all, science meaning science, knowledge, all, all knowledge. We want to we be all-knowing. We think we're all-knowing. And so we worry to the degree that we think that we know, and we're afraid that God won't get it right. Don't worry about the results. Act like you have a Father in Heaven who loves you and is in control of all things. That leads me to say this. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. That's number four. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Jesus said this about seeking control of your life by seeking out the preferred externals. So you can either seek the kingdom or you can try to seek out the preferred externals. The house you want, the car you want, the job you want, fill in the blank, the president you want. Jesus said this, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. People who don't know that they have a father in heaven who loves them, it dominates their thoughts, getting the preferred externals, who's going to be president. But your heavenly father already knows what you need. So seek the kingdom, live righteously, and he'll give you everything you need. Number four, be a cultural thermostat and not a cultural thermometer. Thermostats control the environment. Thermometers respond to the environment. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. But if a salt has lost its taste, how shall it be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Matthew five thirteen through 16. Jesus was so clear. His expectation is that we would be like a thermostat that affects culture, not like a thermometer that reflects culture. In the last 20 years, it's no question that people have become divided. Lots of stats on that. 
And, you know, it's, it's obvious. It's how social media works. It's how YouTube works. You know, you watch one video and they send you another video just like it. And all of a sudden, every information that you get is in a, some little subculture. And so if you got lost in your political subculture, you have become a thermometer, not a thermostat. You have not changed your environment. You have been changed by your environment. So here's a little test. Can you name one or two negative things about your own political party? And can you point out one or two positive things about the other political party that's better than the one that you're a part of? If you can't, if you can, let me see it positively, then, then you may be a thermostat. And if you can't, you may be a thermometer. Number six, please, 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 please understand that your witness is way more valuable than your vote. Your witness is more valuable than your vote. It will make so much more impact. Don't waste your witness. Number seven, don't be in it to win it. Don't be in it to win it. Some people think that it's the job of Christians to beat the bad guys. Jesus did not come to beat the bad guys. He came to be beaten for the bad guys. The disciples just didn't get it. We don't get it either. The disciples didn't get it. This is a hard one, granted, because Jesus was so countercultural, so counterhuman. He said in Luke 9, he said, or it says of Jesus that he sent messengers ahead of him and they went into a village of Samaritans to make preparations for him. But the people did not receive him. Okay, so these group of people did not receive Jesus. So his disciples, James and John, said, Lord, do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them? Do you want us to get rid of these people who are opposing you? You know, we're on Team Jesus and it looks like Team Jesus is taking a hit here. We need to win. Don't you want us to get rid of these people? Don't you want to win, Jesus? Verse 55, it says that Jesus turned and rebuked them. Now, that word rebuke is the same word used to describe what Jesus did to demons. Demons oppose Jesus, in case you didn't know. When we are in it to win it, we are opposing the kingdom value. Because Jesus didn't, he was not in it to win it. He was in it to lose it. I've not come to be served, but to serve. I've not come to gain my rights and fill myself up, but to empty myself, to to let go of my rights, to become a servant, to become obedient to death, even death on a cross. Don't be in it to win it. Number eight, can we remember that our help comes from the Lord? Our help does not come from a political party. Our help does not come from a president. Our help comes from the Lord. And if you are in Christ, oh, what help you have. We have so much help in the Lord. Our help does not come from Jacob's well, remember last summer. Our help comes from Jesus' well, the only supernatural well, the only well that will heal America, the only well that will heal you. We, we, we appreciate man-made systems and making them the best they possibly can be. That's God's grace to us, but they all force, fall short. Our help comes from the Lord. Number nine, who sits on the throne of your heart is way more important than the person who sits in the Oval Office. Who sits on the throne of your heart is way more important than the person who sits in the Oval Office. You know, the disciples, again, they just didn't get it. And in Acts 1, he's getting ready to go into heaven. They're like, hey, is it now the time that you're going to come and make us the favored nation and take care of the big bad Romans? Are you going to conquer Rome now? Is it, is it now? 
And he says, look, I'm not here to conquer Rome. I'm here to conquer you. And by conquering you, you're going to be my witnesses. So who sits on the throne of your heart is way more important than who sits on the throne or sits in the Oval Office because it's, it's through allowing Jesus to conquer us that we become witnesses and make a true difference in the world. Christian, if you got the Spirit of God in you, which by definition you do if you're a Christian, man, you have the power of so much change that a president or a king could not come close to affecting because you have God's Spirit in you. Finally, number 10, understand that spiritual forces are at work. Spiritual forces are at work doing a couple different things. Uh, one is that they are blinding the minds of unbelievers. We can read about that in 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. And so that's why we need to be wise, uh, know that the days are evil, take advantage of every opportunity to be alert, to be prayerful, to take note of our witness, and again, take advantage of those opportunities. So we need to be alert. Secondly, we need to understand that uh, spiritual forces Demonic spiritual forces are at work. The devil is seeking to divide Christians. He's called the accuser of the brethren. He accuses us all day long and all night long. And some people just think it's her thing to get on social media and just like point out the problem in other Christians. James 4, verse 11, he flat out says, Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. Otherwise, we, we, we like put ourselves in the position of judge. And that's not what God's called us to be. Now, by all means, if you see a brother that you have relationship with, that you have relationship with, you see them sinning or getting dangerously close to sin, by all means, pull them aside and speak truth to them. Bring the Bible to them. Bring love to them. Bring hope to them. Correct them. Challenge them. In private, one-on-one, we don't call out people on social media. That's not our thing. We need to be wise. We need to understand that spiritual forces are at work. You know, Paul said, I don't want you to be unaware, brothers, of the schemes of the enemy. And brothers and sisters, in these turbulent, turbulent times, I don't want us to be unaware of the schemes of the enemy, seeking to blind the eyes of unbelievers. Let's take advantage of every opportunity, therefore. And let's also be aware that the that spiritual forces are at work to divide us. So much is at stake, not this election, but our witness. Eternal matters, not temporal matters, eternal matters. So, let's all take a deep breath. Let's remember presidential terms last four years. People are forever. Number three, don't worry about the results before, during, or after the election. Number four, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Five, be a cultural thermostat, not a cultural thermometer. Six, your witness is more valuable than your vote. Seven, don't be in it to win it. Number eight, remember that our help comes from the Lord. Number nine, Who sits on the throne of your heart is more important than the person who sits in the Oval Office. Finally, let's be aware that spiritual forces are at work. Jubilee Church, I love you so much. I pray for you often. I am praying for you double time in this season. Hope this helps. God bless you.